Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. <laughs> Alistair, I can't go on. I'm going to introduce the podcast later because I've got to address what you just said there. Yeah. Is this a is this a sketch in which you get to go and Santa Claus sits on your lap? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really really good. And there's so many things you can do within that space as well. Like there's one where the you get to go along, you take your kids, and they dress up your your kids as Santa Claus, and then you, as a parent, get to dress up as a small child all smeared with Vegemite and stuff, and you mm-hmm. come and sit on their lap and demand things. And it's yeah. just, you know, it's what we do down under, you know, in it's Christmas in July. It down under. <laughs> <laughs> it makes more sense. Kids could of fit course. down a bloody chimney, couldn't they? Chimney. 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 Couldn't they? You know, and um, and other other reasons as well. I mean, it could so, just be the opposite. It's just the opposite of Christmas, mm, right? And mm-hmm, it's Santa mm-hmm. sits on yep. your lap and he wants something from you. <laughs> he wants payback. It only happens once. I mean, would we as a species enter into this kind of deal with the devil kind of a situation yeah. where... And we and this is lost back in the mists of time, so we don't even remember when we made this deal. But at some point, we signed up to a thing with Santa, where he would bring our children toys every every Christmas for a thousand years. But on the thousandth year, he's gonna come, and he's gonna sit on our lap, and he's gonna want something in return. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's and it's not gonna be pretty. But here's the thing, that this is not the first time that this happens, mm. right? Yes. And Santa has came, last time he came after a thousand years, that had been the first, that came. was the first time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get what he wanted. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> and, and that's why we all die now. Oh. Right? Oh. <laughs> right? And that's our punishment. And he said, I'll be back in another thousand years. And this time, I better get yep. what I want. Yeah. Or I'll take something else away from you. We were all immortal until then. Right? Yeah. Well, it would make sense if, like, you think about the Grim Reaper's robe, right? Yeah. He's got that big cowl sort of thing hiding his face in there. It only makes sense for him to hide his face like that if he has an otherwise recognizable face. If That's he's true. somehow a public figure that we would know from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And who's more public than Santa Claus? You look only in Arnold that thing, it's not a skull. <laughs> it's yeah. either Artie <laughs> yeah. or it's the jolly fat man himself. Yeah. Brigger of death. Uh-huh. Um this is very very good the dark underbelly. Of uh, the bowl full of jelly, the dark underbelly, like a the dark a dark bowl full of the dark bottom side of a bowl full of jelly, that is the story of Santa Claus. What's now, great though is that he continues to bring us what we want oh, every yeah. year, and I guess yeah, that's yeah. why it's kind of like he gets so angry and he's punished us mm-hmm. so badly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so life is fine. Moral it's great. High ground. Yeah, I mean, it's to be honest. We're we're glad that we get to still live roughly, you know. It's interesting because actually, thirty five years. When he came last time, all that he wanted was a bike, and we still didn't get it for him. So yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> we're we're real we're real jerks. 
But if you think about it, a thousand years ago, we probably weren't doing that well on the bike front. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. And we've only really, you know, in the in the scheme of things, invented it relatively recently. That's right. So, I think I believe it was Bush Cassidy that rode the first bicycle. What he the that. hell are you talking about? <laughs> Butch Ca- Butch Cassidy, and maybe also the Sundance Kid. They both they got a, they got a bicycle. I think they stole they? the first bicycle. Is this in like uh, some young film. Ad- adventures of Sherlock Holmes or something like that? Yeah, it's in a film called Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, right. They stole think- the first bicycle. It's amazing yeah. they were able to ride it, really, isn't it? Raindrops keep falling on my head, but that what? doesn't mean your eyes are still. What is that? Where that song's from? Uh, that song plays during that scene, I think. This is this is incredible. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with a further four sketch ideas. I mm-hmm. am Andy Matthews, and I am Alistair George William Trombley Birchall Esquire Senior. P- P-T-Y-L-T-D. P-T-Y-C-O-M. Alistair, here's... Yes, no, you go. Did you already have an idea? Because um, Well, I have, I have a random ta- tale of a thought, but I'm willing to hear what you Okay, well, you hit me with it say. while I write down this thing. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll load this onto you for what it's worth, that um, when in, in, the, in the period in which we were um, still pronouncing the www dot at mm-hmm. the uh, start of the of web addresses, which I believe it's now become a silent triple letter now, the www dot. You don't pronounce that anymore. Oh, but, see, I still do pronounce it, but I mean, now we call it dub, 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 right? <laughs> do we, though? Do we actually do that, Al? Do dub, we, dub, do dub. we, though? But I, I think that really... By the transitive property um, in mathematics, that triple W should really just be a septuple U, uh, a sex, a sextuple U. You're it? right, and um, so it should just be six U, like six, six U, U dot. Yeah, I mean it anyway. saves so many syllables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Six W W W or six U dot com. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Andy, my mm. thought was just this yeah. thing where I was going to go to about... So I was talking to you right before the pod and telling you how uh, at the moment I have dinner and then I just have snacks from dinner time until bedtime. Mm. After this mm-hmm. pod, I have a donut, a jam donut waiting for me <laughs> with icing <laughs> and then savory things. <laughs> and I'm probably going to have a little chocolate. Yeah. And I there's ice cream in the freezer, and I think I, and right now I'm like thinking, mm, ice cream could go well with a donut. I think it absolutely could. Will you heat that donut up? Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's weird with yeah. the icing on top to heat it up, but I kind of don't actually like the icing that much. I sometimes scrape it off. Yeah. Yeah. So this for you, is how many would you snacks say that the I icing have. on on the cake is the cake, and yeah, the icing f- on the cake is the f- fly in the ointment. That's right. That's right. And the fly <laughs> in the ointment, which I see as the jam in the middle of the donut. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, because you like flies in your ointment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm an ant. I'm a. I'm an insectivore. Mm. Uh, chemist, snacks. chemist. There's a fly in my ointment. No, forget about it. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say was. Yes. That that the snack thing is that I think is it because people think of most people think of a meal as mm. a sprint, right? Mm. Get it done, and then get on with life. Yeah. Right. That's the one hundred meters. But mm. I think of dinner as a marathon, roughly yes. two and a half to four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end, you should collapse. Mm. Right. Yep, you stagger across the that finish line if you like. And lucky. sometimes, sometimes it's an ultra marathon. Mm. Sometimes yeah. you wreck, you wreck your ankle bones and things like that. Well, I think you can hurt yourself. You've got to. Wa- I think after a meal, you've got to warm down. You know, Absolutely. it is. 
It is like anything else. You can't you can't stop suddenly. Especially a will... big meal. Have withdrawals. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, so you you need to you need to yeah have a little something afterwards to ease down. It's like a bell curve, you know. Yeah. Um and That's right. and like a marathon, it's good to carbo load load beforehand before the meal. Uh, so mm-hmm. you've got a little something in your stomach to get you through it. That's right. And and it's also <laughs> important to eat tapered foods. Foods yes. that come to a point on both sides so that your mouth doesn't slam shut too quick. Yeah. Okay. The... What are some foods that come to a point on both sides, Alistair? Two ice cream cones stuck together. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so just grab two cornettos, you know, that's a, this for is those a, who don't this is, stick I them together. A business that sells the double-ended ice cream cone. Yeah. This is very good, Alistair. And you know what would be interesting about it would be the potential that you might never see what ice cream it is that you're eating, what flavor lies within. It's true. Okay. You have to trust because your... Your mouth senses. Everyone says that the first bite is with the eye. Well, not anymore. Now, the first bite is with the mouth. And oh. so are all subsequent bites. <laughs> the mouth is sick of the eye to getting the first so lick. Long. You know? <laughs> first lick is with the nostril. <laughs> but also, um, people, people who are not from Australia and don't know the Cornetto say... Mm. They might not know that we're probably envisaging one that has chocolate at the bottom of the of the cone, right? The cone, the solid chocolate. Yeah. It's down the bottom there, so that's what we're picturing, so that it's yeah. enjoyable. Because it's it it is strange for you to start at the point, especially if it's kind of just a regular dry waffle cone or that especially dry wafer. Mm. You think? Well, you think that the wafer? Oh, yeah, the wafer is drier, isn't it? It is drier than a waffle cone. I think the waffle cone has a bit of a sugar coating over the top that really definitely helps it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, that doesn't do anything to address the, the dryness to which you refer. The, well, it does in a way. I think the sugar stimulates your saliva, which allows more moisture in into the, oh, uh, to really the, proce- into the process. Mm. So what you're saying is that, dr- it, that the dryness <laughs> is really a... It's an interaction. It's a it's a verb, you know. A dryness isn't something that you just subjectively experience. It <laughs> takes two to dry hump, you know. That's like right. If w- <laughs> if you were to dry hump a mouth, but there was sugar on your crotch, it would become yes. a wet. It would become a wet. Exactly. Hump. Exactly. <laughs> that was yeah. what I was. But but Andy, if what you're saying, if if your real question is. For something to become wet, does it need to have water or liquid on it? The answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was not my question. And it's not even something that interests me enough to discuss it any further, Alistair. That's cool. I wouldn't, That's even, cool. I wouldn't even consider that to be a conversation starter. <laughs> so um, is the, are, the, are the double... Or the double, the double ed, ended, ed, ended, ended cone, ice cream cone. Are they selling this as a way of, sort of saving your teeth? <laughs> you know, saving <laughs> your mouth. I mean, it's just one of the many selling points because it's yeah. tapered on both ends. Yeah. Um, and also, I suppose, I mean, there, I haven't ever seen a an ice cream cone. Like as a marketing thing, even if it wasn't a double-ended one, like pointy on both ends. Yeah. Any kind of ice cream, I'd be interested, int- instantly intrigued by an ice cream where the cone goes up and then forms a dome, like a microphone top, over yeah. where the, uh, the the exposed ice cream normally would lie. Um, well, you so know, if you get one a, of those ones know. that's for like a triple scoop, you know those ones? Mm. They really mm. widen out. Mm. Yeah, and then you could yeah. fit a fair bit of ice cream in there. So the middle part would kind of be like an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, you're right. You know, you'd start by f- like finishing off a traditional ice cream. Then you'd get into a sort of ice cream sandwich part. 
And then it would be like finishing a normal ice cream. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm, uh, I, I, I really like it, Al. I really like it. And it's tapered on other... both ends. Eh? Why are there no um, places that serve uh, mashed potato in an ice cream cone? Do you think... Do you think that, that you well, could get this as a business? Like, you know, I mean, and you drizzle gravy over it or something like see, that, that as would one would otherwise if, would? If, maybe if the cone was made of dried meat. <laughs> yeah. Or chips. You know, cause, no, chips is just more potato. It's more that potato, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I mean, dried meat. Dried like a jerky. Because they tend to dry your meat in a usually in a pretty standard flat kind of like mm. chunk, maybe it's somewhere between a ch- you know flattened chunk to a whole. Mm. You know, sometimes I think you can get some of those ones from some Asian shops that kind of look like they're rolled, maybe a bit processed and then rolled. They're a bit often redder. Yeah, yeah, a, fl- a flattened chunk. Does the English language have a word for a, a flattened chunk? Oh, sort of like a slim morsel. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a shard. Would you consider sh- that to be a shard? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is often in, in. Yeah, it's sort of like a large shard. Yeah, pop down to the shard yard, get yourself a fistful of shards. Get yourself a cone. Oh no, this is. I think, you. I think the savory, this kind of savory Sunday thing that we're putting together, mm. which has a sort of a dried jerky cone, waffle, maybe waffle texture. I think that'd be quite nice to have along with that, filled with. Um, with uh with mashed potato and then with your choice of sort of of of, of uh, drizzled with your choice of uh gravies and you know different different gravies of all the different beasts you know sure. turkey or or, or or lamb or whatever that may be um yeah you know or or you know like a sweet pota- you know sweet potato for the uh, for the vegetarian you know it's the it's the it's the beasts <laughs> of the vegetable world yeah for the, the, peanut, for the health conscious, maybe. yeah. Peanuts. Um, you think? Would peanuts? you say that this? Would you say that this podcast has a waffle texture? Yeah, there's a fair bit of waffle. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the irony is that um, even a waffle cone gets to a point, Alistair. Uh, whereas we Remember argue it? arguable that we that, that we don't. Oh, um, I think we got. I think we got to a point. We absolutely got to a point that the savory um, Sunday no. is the future of food. I mean, in this in this pre post coronavirus world, mm. we need yes. we need we need now more than ever new foods to stimulate the hospitality industry that is going to need rebooting. That's mm. going to be what is going to make people want to leave their houses. In order to risk their lives, especially at this early stage, risk their lives to get food that they can't make at home. Mm. It's and it's got to be food that is worth risking your life for, right? Yeah, and that's that. This is going to be things that are novel. You know, these are your the double down, the KFC's double down. This would be a good time for KFC to bring back the double down. People will leave the house for that. <laughs> The double Especially down will be able to claim twice the number of lives that it currently has. <laughs> yeah, you die to get it, you die from it. We're yeah. all gonna. Die. It's gonna kill us one way or another. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the double down's gonna get you. And what's it gonna be? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had something before. Uh, about the Santa Claus. Now I'm sure this is. Have you have you been writing stuff down? I hope that there was something there that, yeah, that made yeah, it to the page. I'm still doing my job. You doing your job on yeah, that end? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm yeah. I'm I'm drinking my um, Young Henry's motorcycle oil, oh, delicious hoppy porter. Oh, that is like my f- my favorite. I used to take get that from a shop that's like near the the tram stop, and I'd get off there. And I'd drink it on the way home after a gig late at night or something like that. This is when I was both well, I, drinking and when I was leaving the house. I got it in your honor, Alistair. Your honor? Your honor? Oh, I um, got it in your... Uh, no, but, 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 Alistair, and I'm sure this has been done. Yeah. This joke and this general area and comment, such as it is, has been made ad nauseum. 
Okay, but I'm going to just revisit in case there's any more flesh on the desiccated corpse. Yeah. And um, that is that the idea of, um, you know, elves, Santa's elves, being essentially child slaves. Yeah. Right? Now, I'm sure this has been discussed at, you know, sure. as I say. But um, I do. I did wonder if there could be a, a sort of a, a sweatshop type thing going on in some kind of a, a, a far-flung country where they have, by dressing the children up as elves, um, whenever the inspectors come around uh, to, to shut the place down, they're so overcome by the enchantment, the magic of it all, that they yeah. can't bring themselves to do it or they, they get just get carried away. Sure. You know? No, no, you don't mean just like, you don't just mean just bribes. You... Yeah, well, they also get bribed, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the enchantment of the bag of money. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you're picturing somebody walking into Santa's sort of North Pole factory. Mm, mm. Well, no, I'm, pic- I'm picturing somebody walking into a regular, like it's a sweatshop. Okay. But they do it up as a magical kingdom. So it's in Malaysia or something, you know, Indonesia. One of the countries that I'm going to choose to smear and slur in this way by suggesting that they have sweatshops without really any evidence. Maybe Bangladesh. I'm really just pl- painting with a pretty broad brush across most of Southeast Asia. But um, but they do it up as, as, as a magical kingdom <laughs> so that the people who come along... Uh, for to you know the, the the UN inspectors or whatever who would come and normally close this place down do get caught up in the magic of it and um and forget to actually yeah. like they're about to hand over the thing and then Santa comes down and says would they like to you know um make a wish for one special gift or something like that and they can't help themselves but uh but take the opportunity cuz they're in a child Andy I like it yeah Thanks, uh, Cock. I'm I'm writing it down. That's why I'm a bit slow. Magic. Thanks, old Uh, fella, my fuck. Does that that one work? Old fella, my fuck? Was it? Is anyone still coming up with Australianisms? Are we still... Because I feel like... What is it? Son of my fuck? Old fella, my fuck. Oh. I I mean, I don't mind son of my fuck. Son of my fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure, that could be one. I just... I just worry that in this age of globalisation, it's not enough for us to hark back to the Australianisms of yore. I feel like we need to be generating new Australianisms. Of course not. We can't be. We can't be resting on our laurels mm. here. On our ochre laurels. Yeah. Um, resting on feel, our dawn it, phrases. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the, you know, the ochre is is evolving at the moment. Mm. I think it's I think it's evolve or or, or perish. You know, it's and all, it's, it's not oh, yeah, so much absolutely. it's it's not so much a a fixed canon of um ripper Aussie slang. It should be a general philosophy, a general approach towards um the English language that can um can be applied to, you know, or can can absolutely mix it with the big generators of of modern slang, you know, your memes, your internet speak and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, um, I, I agree. So so I think people need to step away from the standard it's the you know, the catchphrases. That's what people are addicted to. But really mm-hmm. what they need to be thinking of is like awkward algorithms that they can <laughs> put into their speech patterns, you know, that's yeah. what they are, their speech patterns. And, you know, and it's just, I don't know if you could just, it, it, you know, I mean, as a simple formulas would make it easier. Check out mm. this something doing something, you know, mm. thinking he's yeah. all something, something. Mm. Mm. I mean, look, yeah. this is not, this is not, um, as much as I think that this is, important philosophically um i just i want it, i want it to be a sketch idea right away 
Yeah, me too. How about this? While you were talking, I, I took a little something from that. And you said algorithms, and it made me think of a weird algorithm, which is that we could invent the first parody song, AI. And what it can do is that it, it, it takes whatever it is that Weird Al does, and as soon as a song is popularly released, it releases, it creates an infinite number of variations of parody songs based on that. Uh, popular song by you know um, using rhyme dictionary or whatever, yeah, and rele- think... f- releases them all instantly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's an incredible al- algorithm. It just kind of it just prints all the lyrics onto yeah. an image and then tweets them out. But it's it like it's it like out. a million tweets. Yes, a, a day, <laughs> a second. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, well, I guess I guess you know it would focus the most on they, they, you could you could you could get higher level weird algorithms, and I yeah. think um, you would you would start with identifying the chorus, right, and then you know pick some key words in that to come up with your rhymes with probably the ones that are at the end of the lines, right, and <laughs> um, and then you would might then be able to find related words to that to replace some of the other rhymes with in the verses or whatever. Oh sure, then, I mean yeah, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be complicated having to come up with this, oh, Andy. It's a neural ne- network, you know. It's it's a it's a weird neural network and it Or it's a neural It's, it's artificial neural. <laughs> exactly. And it's um, it's a it's an AI for a reason. It's not artificial stupidity, Alastair. It's not an AI. It's an A L, a W E I R D A L. Yep, it's weird AI, but it's um, it's a it's an uppercase I and a lowercase L. Uh, uh, it's, it's an uppercase A and a lower uh, and oh, it's an uppercase A. Ah, oh, fucking forget it. It looks like Weird Al, <laughs> yeah. but it's Weird AI. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's good. It's uh, written down, Andy. Weird yeah, algorithm. great. Yeah, that's, great. I mean, if you and me had any kind of technical skills, video editing, mm. uh, audio editing. Uh, Graphic design, mm, uh, work ethic. program, use of computer yeah. programming, and things like that. Neural yeah. network, free time, uh, architecture, intellectual honesty. We uh, <laughs> and if we had that plus the will, we could yeah, add fifty thousand dollars. We could be some of the most creative people in the world. Mm. You know what we need? Well, this is what we need. We need like a, you know, sort of like. A, like you know, you know, you know, in the movie, the Banksy movie, there exit through the gift shop, and uh, what's the name of the French guy when he becomes an artist? Um, oh, uh, Mister Brainwash. Yeah, Mister Brainwash. You know, he has just like a factory of people mm. working underneath him. Yep. That's what we need, so that we could just do this thing where you come up with ideas, and then people can just like make people most of it happen. It. But That's then we just need millions we have, of dollars to be able to hand, to make make this possible. Well, when we truly have um, artificial intelligent robots, you know, just like a team of robots, you'll be able to get them to do this. Everyone will be able to have every idea of theirs executed. Um, when we have you know, one? really, really well by by AIs, and uh, and that'll be great. We'll just be able to. Sit back, saying whatever dumb crap, and um, it'll all be made by robots. Gosh, and that will be, so be good. the that'll be the dream, mate. That'll be the dream. What you could do with this weird AI idea is just contact yeah. Weird Al, and then he yeah. might do it as like a uh, as a an April Fool's joke or something. Yeah, um, and where he says that he's partnered with. Oh, he. I'm sure you could get IBM. To do it as a, a video, 
right? And they partner with uh, Weird Al and they've used the same computer that like defeated Magnus Carlsen in chess or something like that. But now they've, <laughs> they've made it do this and the computer keeps saying, why? Why are you making me do this? But then it's being used to, um, to write parody songs. Right, well, we got to uh, just clip this out and send it to Weird. Weird. Send it to Weird. Yeah. Mist, mist, is it? <laughs> do, you th- do people call him Weird? <laughs> is that his first name? <laughs> I think so. Or Mr. Al? Mr. Al. Yeah. Um, I guess you're kind of a Weird Al, aren't you? What do you mean? Well, you are an Al. I, I am an Al. Eh? Oh, yeah. How dare you? You're a bit weird, Al. <laughs> what? Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, oh I've my never, gosh! I've never heard of something so, just so crude and brazen. Mm, golly! Well, I never. Um. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What about... Uh... I'm still unsure about whether whales are hollow inside, you know? <laughs> it's just I know I know in popular media they show them as being having quite a lot of air in there, a lot of area. But I Do just they? wonder what if you got in there, if you got into that mouth section. Watched Founding Nemo today and then there was a fair bit of space inside a whale. In the ma- in the in the, in the whale mouth. Yeah, in the whale mouth and it's kind of letting, ma- letting a lot of letting a lot of water was swash, underwater, swash. right? Yeah, it's underwater, and he's letting a fair bit of water slosh around in there for quite a while. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't scan for me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, it just why would you do that? It feels like it would be something that would be a bit uncomfortable. And I, but I also think that the, then the whale's buoyancy would be all fucked, right? Wouldn't its head sort of float up if, if it was, was full of air? Air in there, or if it's yeah. got water in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, but maybe that this is sort of mutually buoyant. Well, maybe that. Oh, now, now you've just made me think that maybe they do that on purpose. Maybe they keep their head partially inflated, like full of air, Mm. (laughs) so that Mm. they can stay up near the top for a bit to catch some krill. And then maybe they hold more water in their mouth to dive down. I think this, but I think that your your whole whale water mouth thing is really just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the popular culture depicting where air is inside whales because if you want to go into a like a a Geppetto Pinocchio type scenario I mean he's in the belly of the whale so he's in the actual belly there's breathable air in there yeah yeah that feels tough the same thing happened to Jonah I mean this goes all the way to the top yeah and and if there's breathable air in there, it means that mm. they're, the whale is swallowing air, which I guess is possible. I mean, it is taking big... It is was jumping out of the water. Yeah. And, yeah, well, and having a fair absolutely, gulp. Whales absolutely do need air to breathe, and there will be air in their lungs and that sort of thing. But as to whether or not they just leave some in the mouth... Yeah. No, it doesn't um, seem likely. But or whether or not, like, let's let's say they are having a crack at some guy on a raft in the middle yep. of the ocean. Yeah. Which I way, can buy that. Sure. Geppetto. I'll buy it. Yeah, but you know, is it Geppetto? Is that his name? Giuseppe. Geppetto. 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 Did I say Giuseppe? No, I I just I never know. Mm. Geppetto, on that crazy tiny raft or whatever. I think I think he's on a crazy tiny raft, or maybe that's or maybe that's Pinocchio. Anyway, it's not a great scenario going out when your boy is lost and just going out into the sea. Mm. That wasn't going to ever solve this his problem. And then mm. if he got injured, which he almost died if Pinocchio hadn't come and saved him, this kid would have not only gone through this experience of getting lost and 
being on that circus where he turns into an island or whatever. It uh, turns into a, <laughs> a donkey. <laughs> God. And uh, and then he would have come home and his dad would have been dead. Yeah. No good. No good, Al. Yeah. No good. Anyway, so this whale goes up, gulps, gulps a person. Uh, assuming it does just swallow it straight away. Maybe that's what mm. it does. Then I guess some air would go with it if it's just swallowing everything. But because it but doesn't I'm have sure, a, it, I, I don't think its nostril is in its mouth. Is again, it, I I don't think the whale is just swallowing air like that. Like you think what that would do to your digestive system? It would be all burps and farts. Well, that's what the, and I it, mean. That, again, it does it leave the option, the whole option buoyancy of equation. I think in in Finding Nemo, they have to be swallowed. In order for them to be shot out the blowhole, yeah, which so, I I do think that I think that that might be a genuine connection. So then, you know, so then if that was the case, then you could swallow a bunch of air and then blow it out the blowhole. Mm. And you've been listening to another episode of How Do Whales Work? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we're I don't think we're any closer. I don't, I don't think know. We're I mean, I'm basing it entirely. I'm basing it entirely off pop culture. Yeah, <laughs> that's one path to the truth. Like I, 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 I'll accept that pop culture isn't a good source of information about this kind of stuff. But surely, via the normal distribution, some of the pop culture is wrong in one way, and some of it's wrong in another way. And if we can sort of average it all out, then there could be a path. To the truth, via pop culture. Not saying that we pick any particular path, but if we take it all in, mm-hmm. we'll be able to get somewhere. But here's what the crazy thing is, Andy: is that our senses don't even necessarily show us the world as it is, right? Mm. Uh, yes, I'm willing. I'm willing to accept that there's an objective reality, right? But in computer models, it has been proven that if you if you have a a creature whose senses are tuned to truth and you have a creature whose senses are tuned to uh, fitness, evolutionary fitness, it's always the one who's tuned to fitness that's going to that's gonna survive and the other one's going to die out, right? And so that's that's the case, right? And so then, but then you know our, that, well, the world doesn't you, necessarily you show that, us this. But, is, but then, but then the, the fiction that we create is then basing its reality off of this illusion that our senses create for ourselves. So that's even but further Alistair, from the truth. Alistair, mm. Alistair, your computer model, is that not something that we have perceived with our flawed perception? Are the results of that computer model, isn't, hasn't it essentially proven that we can't trust its own output? And therefore, therefore, is it not possible, in fact, that we do observe reality as it is? With the exception of this computer model, which is incorrect. Um, Andy, if you use your computer and you open a folder, is that yeah. is that icon that you open the folder with? Is that what that is that what that f- file really looks like? No, Alistair. No. no, it doesn't. It's just an icon. A representation that's omitting all the uninf- unimportant information that you don't need, mm. you know, voltage changes, coding, uh, you know, signals <laughs> to CPUs and whatnot. All that information that it's cutting yeah. it out for you, so that you can access that document and look at the, whatever you've saved yourself in that folder. I was whatever. assuming it's something filthy that you've put some password on. I don't. I don't even know how to do that. Put passwords on folders. Oh, I'm sure. When it's I possible. when I on the, in the brief period of time in which it did occur to me to be a good idea to sole to hide filthy things on a on a computer. Yeah. We're talking many many moons ago. Yeah, me and too. And also several years. Um, the way that I did it was by you could delete the icon of the folder so it was invisible and make the name of the folder just a space and I just had a series of nested folders like this invisible folders inside invisible folders inside invisible folders inside invisible folders Uh, 
and <laughs> and then maybe something inside one of those folders deep deep into the nothingness. <laughs> yeah. But uh, of course, you know, you could open up the folder and see if you managed to open the first folder, you could see the number of things that were contained within that folder because it tells you how many items were inside. Yeah. And so you could just drag a big box inside there and select everything that was in there and eventually you would find that and then you'd have to do the next one and then you'd have to do the next one, the next one, the next one and so on. But it would take a very cynical parent or, or um, a, sure. you know, a intrusive sibling to go through all the effort just for the purposes of humiliating me in some small way. <laughs> or huge way. In a but way that maybe me, they could be no hold guilt. it you over you. You make me feel for... that I was not already feeling. <laughs> uh... now, Andy, of course, that's not really how you find somebody's stuff. Is you just go to the search bar. <laughs> you click yes. on JPEG or, you know, you, oh. you, you, you refine your search to JPEG and MPEG and MP4 and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and yeah. then you search for stuff and then you look for what's good. Mm. You you know you put you you <laughs> you put the tiles the view so that it's on you know medium or large icons. Yeah, so you can get a little preview <laughs> as you scroll quickly through all the stuff. <laughs> or, or you open up the popular media player on the on the computer and you just go to recent. Yeah, and. <laughs> Right. And the entire edifice comes crashing down. <laughs> Everything, all our deception has come to naught, Alistair. Our <laughs> webs of lies. <laughs> all, God, this, feel, all this. I feel bad for our kids. You, yeah. I feel bad for our kids who, I mean, I guess, you know, we we won't be checking up on them, but we'll, we'll know all the tricks because no, we were we the won't. first generation. No, we won't. We, oh. know, we we won't know any of the tricks. They'll have new tricks, and they'll be using apps that we don't understand even how to swipe on them appropriately. And let's <laughs> say, I think it's going to be actually a golden age. And also, that now, of course, that there is no need to keep anything on a computer, if indeed there ever was, then there's still there's still I think things evolutionary. It'll they'll be like a different species to us. We will not be able to communicate with them in any way or certainly not humiliate them (laughs) as one dreams of doing with your children (laughs) yeah all right is there a sketch in that Mm, i think i think there could very well be in in trying to like what reason would there be to well, I guess the kinds of the kinds of things that we would go through, the hiding of things in folders and that sort of thing, is is sort of the the Egyptian equivalent of you know how Tutankhamun's tomb was down hidden behind a a fake uh, wall at the bottom of some fake stairs, and then there's another thing behind that, you know, and it's all it's all concealed, and of course um, the riches the riches that were there within. Tutankhamun's tomb, the future, the future Howard Carters, exploring the um, the dusty hard drives of the um, discarded desktop computers of, you know, a thousand years hence, um, they will be going through old folders to sure. find the the precious untouched uh, jewels of you know um, a, a three second snippet of a. Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee, sex tape, or whatever it may be that, <laughs> <laughs> that passes for value uh, or passed for value. Um, unfortunately, it's, it, it's arguable that unlike golden statues, these things won't have increased in value in the same way, but then maybe they will have. Maybe they That's will true. have. That's true. Well, I mean, I guess just the knowledge that this person did it is kind of in a way priceless. Mm, mm. This, you know, the, 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 the knowledge say that you had done that is something that, you know, I think that is will bring deep satisfaction to somebody to see into your oh. life. It'll humanize you. And isn't your yeah. humanity worthwhile, Andy? Aren't you undervaluing yourself? Um, constantly, I hope. Um, uh, so what do, what, what do you see as the sketch exactly? Is the... I, I, I see a, um, a, an, a sort of a, an archaeological type documentary um, 
detailing the work done by these teams to uncover hidden artifacts, hidden digital artifacts uh, of long, long ago. Of um, yeah, and I guess this also yesterday's works for... teenagers, the boy king. I mean, Tutankhamun. It's amazing that his his tomb really wasn't full of porn. To be honest, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> it seemed to wasn't be the he... case with Osama bin Laden when they found him. Yeah, yeah, that's certainly what we've been told. Yeah, and that's true. I don't have any reason to disbelieve it. I'm no. not going to be out there being like, oh no. Osama bin Laden, he would not have masturbated I mean, to that one kind of the few, One of the few things it f- seems to make sense to be a truther about is the fact that Osama bin Laden was then buried, at, was killed and then buried at sea. Mm. Like like this weird thing that doesn't they seem to let be anyone a thing see that his ever body. happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess what they were trying to have, like... Is the story that they were trying to avoid making his burial place any kind of a shrine or any kind of a... I guess so, yeah. Mm. But then you may as well just burn the guy. Burn. Just burn. Yes. But I guess burn yeah. it in no place. Just shoot I mean, him into space. It's disappointing that at this stage nobody has been shot into the sun, isn't it? Like, we've been sort of promised that um, as a punishment of sorts. Or a method of disposal. Yeah. Um, and and is, is, are we telling? Are you t- are you seriously telling me that we've we've found nothing worthy of shooting into the sun? That there's nothing sufficiently abhorrent? I think there is something that, heading there now, but it's like yeah. Something... Is there anything real yuck on it? Oh, I suppose somebody must have done. You know, must have purged something out of their, you know, out of their soul or whatever, and written on the inside <laughs> panel or something. <laughs> Just a secret that will die with the sun. I mean, if we were to, because because Hitler's, am I right in thinking that Hitler's body has never been found, or at least that's what they're telling us, right? I don't know that. They don't yeah. want us to think that anybody knows where Hitler's body is or ever was, right? Uh, he yeah. wound up in some sort of unmarked pit or something like that. Yeah, I think but, so. But if we were to find his body now. Do you think maybe we could have some kind of reality TV show to work out what to do with it? Like some yeah. sort of um, some sort like of uh, like a RuPaul's Drag Race, but for desecrating a corpse. Mm-hmm. You know, and every week there's a cop- someone else has a go at doing something really humiliating with it, and 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 then it proceeds you know if you if you if the thing that you do with hitler's corpse is the most repul- is the most <laughs> disrespectful then then you get to go through to the next round and have another go at doing something <laughs> horrible i guess cuz they want to they want to then like i think you're when somebody comes in with their idea they're not going to be like yes that's the thing we're going to progress it along I guess it'll be like people will get to vote. <laughs> um, mm. People at home will also get to vote. But also yep. they want to sort of team you up with experts. Yes. Help you develop the way in which mm. you uh, you desecrate this person's body. Well, I don't like, think you'd necessarily be doing this exact same approach every week. You know, I think it's relying on your sensibility to desecrating Hitler's corpse. That you know, that's what people are voting for, and so there'll be different types of challenges every week that you have sure. to then interpret in your own specific way. I guess. Well, that would right? that would, you know, if you were doing it that way, then you could sort of probably like just every episode you could cut off a piece of Hitler's body, and people could do various mm. things they want to with it, mm. like that. But I guess in my mind, I was like, well, if somebody gets voted through with their idea to say like. Uh, sort of hook, hook little hooks on him, and hook him to mm. hook him to your body, so that you can walk mm. around in his body and make him do a funny dance. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. Great. That's nice. That's fun. That's simple. Okay. So yeah. then they, so then they get they get voted across. You know, voted ahead to the next round. You know, with maybe twelve other people, mm. and then they team you up with like somebody who's like a real like 
has a historian who has a, a real knowledge of like symbolism and national history and things like that and so mm. how that maybe you could work on this dance to make it yeah. the most meaningful dance that it could be specifically you know? um yes mocking various various hitler things yeah 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 and so then the idea progresses and things like that until eventually you know on the 13th week or whatever it is he's um, farting the the anthem yeah and, everything is together you know. you've got the costumes you've got the You've got maybe some <laughs> some lyrics to go along with this song, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you have uh, some additional dances. You've got yeah. the corpse of Goebbels there as well. There you I go. think we don't have to. I personally don't think that we have to wait to find Hitler's corpse before we launch this show. That's true. I yeah. think. In fact, I think it might be better if we just we give every contestant a a lookalike Hitler corpse at the start of the thing yeah, that, you know, serves as an avatar for Hitler and they work with that corpse over the course of the, of the series of the yeah 48 episodes or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be at um, least 48. Yeah. It's not going to be good by the end. And that's going to be a really interesting thing. And it's not going to be good like, at the beginning either. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, I don't, I, I don't think anyone should, be under the illusion that this will be good at any point. Mm. But it'll be interesting. It'll be almost like, you know, working with the corpse as it sort of stiffens and softens over the time. Sure. Will be, will be like working with a great, you know, any other instrument like a Stradivarius or something like that, mm-hmm. where it, it takes on new, um, richer sounds notes, sounds. Yeah. yeah. And also, but also, you know, it's, it's, you've got to learn how to adapt your craft to, mm. to its changing uh, features. Oh, we love a good constraint, Alistair. And Andy was telling me the other day that uh, in there's, you know, uh, I think I already knew that there's two infinities, but there's like the mm. infinity, you know, there's your your main infinity that we all know and love, that's sort of just regular infinity, and then there's the infinity that's in between, like within constraints, like within between one and two, and all the numbers mm. that are in there. And Andy was saying that that infinity is bigger. Apparently. Yes. And, the infinity. Thought, there's more numbers between one and two than there are between one and infinity. That's crazy. Well, then, more than it, there are whole numbers between one and infinity. More de- yeah. more decimals. Yeah, between one and two than there which, are whole numbers between one and infinity. Which doesn't seem possible, but but apparently there are mathematical proofs of this, and we were just yeah. saying that it's, I thought it's great that even for infinity within with constraints they can be more creative and create more numbers. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Alistair, and that's absolutely worth revisiting. And I'm glad you brought up because I was like, when I said that thing about constraints before, I was like, I remember there being some conversation we had, but I can't recall what it is. Yeah. And he- here you are recalling things. Andy, Almost like that's one of the significant features of having a brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy, it's, uh, it's time for three words from a listener. Yes! Now, <laughs> now I don't know about you, but... Um, I am aware that we have a segment on our show where a Patreon supporter can uh, suggest three words and we will attempt to use it Mm. to inspire us, use those words to inspire us to come up with a sketch idea. And today's Patreon supporter, Andy, is Mr. or Ms. Thomas Spargo. 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 Tom. Tomo Tom's, Spargs. Tomsy Spargs Nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, you, Thomas. <laughs> thank you so much, Thomas. Thank uh, you so much. You don't deserve this. Oh, you do. And we're, do. we're very grateful. Yes. Andy, do you want to try to guess what one of the words are? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Leprosy. No, Andy. The words are surprise, birthday, enema. Oh. <laughs> it really is almost a sketch idea in itself, isn't it? It 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 re- it really is. Yes. I mean it's interesting that we've gone with the um the fire. You know, I guess we had all the elements to choose from for 
celebrating birthdays. That's true. What candles could could be, and yeah. um, we went with fire. And well, you think um, so? Like, you know, like you think the idea of wind? We could have had a fan on a cake. Could have had a fan on a cake. Maybe we could have had a cake you're, that's you're, full of holes, like a um, like an air hockey table, mm. just with air just venting through it. You know, I, see, you I could like have to had. There was a fan sticking on on top of the cake. It's going mm. and it spins around itself, sort of like a regular fan, but it goes all <laughs> yeah. the way around three sixty, so it blows everybody. And then yeah. when you when, when it's you know when you get a chance when they bring it out, they give you a stick and you poke the stick into the blades, <laughs> and it blocks it. And then everybody goes, "Happy birthday it to rides you!" Jams to a the halt. mechanism. Well, in in a way, we have um, we have chosen to battle the two two of the elements, haven't we? We've we you blow using wind yeah. or air to defeat fire, the the, the candles. True. But it, you, you could have combined any any of those. Um, yes. You know, you could have a layer of of du- dirt on the top of the thing that you try and blow off using wind, or you could you That's could true. use water. You could have sort of a hose. Um, you, you could have, have a fan there that you have to try and set fire to. Um, That's true. You know, yeah. Maybe an electrical fire. Um, to, um, you could maybe have some like some dirt, or mm. maybe like or maybe like a pool of water on top that you then try to absorb with a bag of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> you soak it up with sandbags. Sand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and. I like to think that in the early years of birthdays, yeah, um, you know, this would be when the lifespan of um, of creatures, of early creatures, had just ticked over beyond one year, yeah, uh, and they were still still working out the exact format of the celebration. They sure. would have tried all of these, all the permutations and combinations. Let's see, there's. Um, well, there's uh, there's four different elements, so there would be four factorial. Four times three is twelve. Times two is twenty-four. There'd be twenty-four different combinations of things that you could do, yeah, and they would have good. gone through the, a lot of them. And I think that it's maybe each thing that comes out. What you don't, what we don't see uh, fire on a cake as anymore is a threat, mm. right? No, but that's because I'm sorry, been... I don't think that I don't think twenty four. I don't think it was four factorial. I apologize. I don't think that was the right number. Anyway, sorry. That's the, okay. The fire, <laughs> but we don't see the fire as what it is, which is a threat, right? Mm. Because mm. we are so used to this combination, we know, mm. we know how to deal with it straight away, mm. right? Um, but say now, let's say in this day and age where people need to be wearing face masks. You can no longer blow out a candle. Right? It's true. And we have not, we're not used to, uh, now that we have to now uh, go to the other elements. So we got to, you know, use a water gun to squirt out each fire. But well, also, yeah, now think, you have to spit on the cake. That's right. You gotta, well, you can know that it'll still be blocked by your face mask. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So maybe you got to cry on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you got to. You got a dirt on it, and you know what that you means. You got to dirt it out. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta poop on the cake. Yeah. Um. Uh. I never um. Uh, thought about this before, Alastair, but there's a there's a pretty potent symbolism, right, to the fact that on your birthday cake, in celebration of your increasing age, you have a bunch of candles representing, you know, light and joy. And you do just snuff them all out instantly, <laughs> symbolizing the fact that it could all be gone at any moment. Yeah. And you know, there, there goes <laughs> that one. There's there's 36 years. <laughs> gone. Um, gone like that. Like Nothing that, but all, a puff of smoke. And, all and everyone can, yeah, cheers as well. Everyone's the, happy. I just smell the, the what's left of the rubble. Just the... Uh, just the empty, the the the, mm. the bare stalks of the good mm. times that I once had. Yep. Do and you think that's a sketch idea? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it is. Great, but I think um, maybe yeah, people have to yeah. I mean, I think if there was a hose on your cake that was shooting at you, 
And you had to find something to... <laughs> to tr- you had to plug it with dirt. <laughs> yeah. It's the threat of, you know, the, it's the threat of flood and things like that. Maybe concrete. Well, you, ha- you have to try and plug it like they had to plug the Deepwater Horizon oil spill yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, they had to fill that with concrete or mud or something, didn't they? Wow. And that seems like a lot of work. It was. I believe someone at, at, at the time said, geez, this is a lot of work. <laughs> and they were it's right. Probably, it's probably more than it's worth. <laughs> Couldn't we just let it all spew out? Just the oceans. They're high, getting they're high maintenance. <laughs> they're getting difficult to keep keep good. Um, uh, wait, wait, Al. I had something else in there. Oh yeah, I was going to say that it's not. It might not be a sketch idea. This birthday thing, but yeah. I'll tell you what it definitely is. It's a prolonged musing by Werner Herzog. You You're know, right. he might <laughs> if we could get him on board to just do an interstitial in whatever the sketch show is, where he just talks about that, comes into a child's birthday, and just has a does a monologue. Uh, I think that would be great. I would love that, Andy. Mm. I think it's a great direction for our, our, our new sketch show that we don't have yet to go. Well, I think it would be a real coup, and it could be our version of the Terry Gilliam into, in, in, uh, animations in Monty Python. Uh, <laughs> Imagine that, a comedy trio of all men when one of them is is uh, Werner Herzog. <laughs> I mean, imagine a comedy trio of all men. Uh, it was easy for me up to that point. But <laughs> that, that that last fact is a real kicker, and I love it. Also, I think we might have done it. We've done it. So would you bow, care to bow, revisit oh. some of the sketches right. that we've come up with so far on the podcast so far? All right, Andy. We've got Santa sits on your lap, and every hundred years he comes back to get what he wants. Yeah. We didn't give him what he wanted last time, and that's why we die. He put a curse He's on back us. with a vengeance. Uh, we've got double-ended ice cream cone. It's mm. tapered at both ends so you don't your mouth doesn't slam shut while you eat it. The cone cone. We've got savory sundae. an ice cream that you, you eat upside down, right? Sure. So what it is, is you hold the cold melting ice cream in your hand. Yeah. And you eat the cone, right? The dry, <laughs> tasteless yeah. cone. And then you throw the fistful of molten ice cream away. Uh, as you do with the cone of the ice cream. <laughs> Andy, coning, coning is the and new planking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. But this is a product. This isn't a prank. This uh, is a product. For those who don't anyway. know what the, what the hell that reference is, is just one time when we first started making sketches, we were in a comedy competition online and our sketch did pretty well. It was it was a disgusting toilet apartment, which, you know, now oh, looking back, about this. looks a bit dated, but we were beaten. We came like second. And we were beaten by somebody who who had a video called Coning is the New Planking. And it was he would go to McDonald's drive throughs and he would ask for an ice cream cone. And then he would grab it by the ice cream and say, thank mm. you, and then drive off and just film the reactions. Yep. And he won. Man, why wouldn't but you? It's all come around again. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. Well. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm. The other the other sketch ideas. Uh, we got weird. <laughs> Come on, we could do it, Al. Weird algorithm. Uh, we got employment yes. SWAT team get caught up in magic of Santa theme. Oh, Santa workshop themed sweatshop. Mm-hmm. We got an archaeological documentary finding the hidden digital artifacts in some former teenagers. Uh, Pentium 384. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got... They find Hitler's body and they have a reality show to decide what to do with it. <laughs> and there's the birthday element variation. Fire is the current one, but how, what else could you have on your thing? Wind. Earth. Love it. Heart. Love it. Love a classical... Love it. Classical flip. 
Love a classical slip. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. I have been Andy, and you can find me on Twitter at Stupid Old Andy. I have been Alistair, and you can find me at Alistair TB or at on Twitter or at a Trombley Virtual on Instagram, or you can find us at Two and Tank on either. And any additional form of support that you wish to send our way, we will love and cherish. Be it reviewing the show on iTunes, be it supporting us on Patreon, be it a third thing. And we're only All like about this. a week or two away from having actual the ability to. Uh, our recorded video of Magma up for sale for anybody That's who right. is interested. That's right. That's very exciting. I cannot wait to share it with you. Cannot wait. Thank you very Thank much you. for listening and take care of yourselves. And, and we, we love, love you. you. I'm going to press stop. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.